He's in line side for Jones. Miller, a wide open three at the top. Got another one. Murray State has pulled off the opening round. But the most important thing for this Murray State team is at the buzzer, they win it. Rundown. My name is Gage Johnson. I'm the Murray State News Sports Editor. I'm here with WPSD sports reporter Blake Sandlin, Paducah Sun sports editor Ed Marlowe, and the Kentucky New Era sports reporter Brian Edwards, and we're here to preview this year's racer basketball season. So uh, first let's kind of talk about tonight's game against Southern U. Uh, Murray State came away with a 69-49 win. What were you guys' thoughts? I'll let the two people that cover them on a regular basis start. You know what, Blake? I'm going to pass the floor to you. Yeah, initial thoughts. It was it was pretty ugly. Um, granted, they got things going in the second half, but that first half was kind of atrocious. Um, I think after the first half, they had more turnovers than they did field goals. After check, but I know the final yeah. stats there were there were mm-hmm. twenty one turnovers and twenty two field goals from Murray State. So, not exactly an offensive showcase by any means, and obviously a lot of forced passes. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I, th- I think Southern did a great job bothering Murray State defensively um, at times, but a lot of those turnovers were really unforced and unnecessary, and, and, and McMahon um, alluded to it after the game, saying that they tried to hit the home run few too many times and when they should have just really tried uh, for singles. So I think that kind of encapsulates what this night was. 20-point win, you can't pick it apart too much, but at the same time, um, there was clearly – uh, places where Murray State could have uh, could improve going forward. Yeah, I think they definitely struggled with the intensity. I don't think they were prepared for that as much, sure. especially in transition. They couldn't even get out in transition, trying to force a lot of things rather than just pulling things out and starting up an offense. But you did see uh, before you you go at um, shades of last year's team, and, and really I guess a lot of McMahon's teams, and really that element of wanting to play fast. Yeah. Um, they couldn't really excel like last year's team where they don't really have that motor in John Morant to, to push that. Mm-hmm. But especially with those those two-guard lineups they were running, I think it makes it much easier to do that. But yeah. like I said, It'll it, it wasn't – Sure, sure. I really like the wing play tonight. Honestly, if you take a look at what Tevin did, especially in the second half, uh, really kind of took over the game. You saw him bring the ball up when they needed offenses. If things weren't running through Chico or if things weren't running through – Daquan and Tevin was like, well, I'm, I'm just going to – I'll go ISO and, and do something. Or, mm-hmm. or I'll sprint back cut and find a corner three, which he did in the second half, back-to-back, actually. Um, I thought the number one takeaway is that the three-point defense is going to continue. I, I think the last two years the Racers have been one of the top five combined uh, three-point defenses in the country. I think they were seventh or sixth two years ago. They were third last year combined. It's just been phenomenal. Like, teams – Teams cannot seem to find an answer on how to shoot the three consistently against the racers. They'll get them, you know, but tonight mm-hmm. Southern, not a great shooting team, but tonight Southern, you know, was able to connect on one 25 minutes into the game. I mean, that's insane. They also did not make a basket for the first six and a half. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I think for me, defense is going to continue to be a calling card. I think this defense has a chance to be better than last year's defense. 
um, for two reasons. One, your front court is just a little bit deeper than it mm-hmm. was last year. You're going to sure. be a little bit more physical there, more fouls to give. And two, I just feel like, and I'm trying to take anything away here from the team last year, but Ja had to be on the floor. Now, all of a sudden, the point guard position is a point of contention, and defense is how you stay on the floor. Mm-hmm. Morant was going to stay on the floor because he's the most one of the most electric players, if not the most electric player in college basketball. Not that he took plays off, but he even admitted he couldn't give 100% on defense because he had to stay out running offense. And, uh, last time I checked, a 16 to 11 run still wins games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this year's team, they're going to attack a lot more, I think, defensively because, you know, if Jaquan's not on the floor running the point, so Chico can. Or if Chico's out of fouls, and then go to Noah Camba. Like, it's mm-hmm. just going to rotate. And then, and worst comes to worst. Javion and Tevin both. Yeah, Javion and Tevin can offense. run. Javion had four assists tonight. Mm-hmm. Man didn't make a three pointer. One of the better three point shooters on the team. Still turns in four assists. I believe he had four, four rebounds, five rebounds, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, four. Yeah. Four assists, four rebounds, one turnover. I'll take that out of my wing any day. Yeah. And he's not going to go 0 for 5, <laughs> maybe not again the rest of the season. Yeah, I think that's the that that's an anomaly type of performance from three. A uh, little bit of piggyback <coughs> what of you said, Ed. Um, defensively, I think this – this team specifically has a chance to be uh, one of the better defensive teams that uh, McMahon has had. I mean, you look you look back and probably say um, Jonathan Stark's senior year, that was a really defensively sound team. Uh, last year, obviously, I mean, you kind of alluded to it with Jaw. I mean, you can't you can't go 110 for 40 straight minutes all the time. You gotta you gotta rest a little bit sometimes. And this year, you don't have that. You got. What I think the most minutes played tonight, Tevin played 34, 35. 34. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 34. So, He's the only one that played over 30. Yeah, see, I mean, you have one guy playing over 30 minutes. That means you're going to have there fresh were, legs There were nine defense. guys that played double-digit minutes. You're going to have fresh legs on defense more often than not. Yeah. So, and and I thought I thought for being the first game of the season, their rotations and their, their team defense was really good. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about point guard a lot this year for very obvious reasons, and I know that it's always tough to fill an act like that. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you think about even when it's like what it's like to fill people in jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody was before you and did a job a specific way. It's one of the most frustrating things that anybody will talk about. But, I mean, Chico Carter, nine points, three rebounds, two assists. Yeah, he had four or five turnovers. Only 13 minutes, too. 13 minutes, right. And, oh, he was five for five from the free throw line. He Which was the better. The only person that made all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think for sure the defense was a silver lining. I think another big takeaway for me was <laughs> seeing Tevin get those ISO situations because everyone kind of labeled him as just that catch-and-shoot kind of guy, and I think he's a lot more than that. And then just to see the growth even more of Javion and then KJ as well I think was huge. I think it's it's going to be pretty dependent <laughs> on somebody to be able to get that dribble drive going because, I mean, last year you always had jaw. Like you would give him the ball and he would go do what he wanted. Mm-hmm. He could get he can get in the lane and, and McMahon's offense runs inside out. Yeah, they Threat. go inside and if there's something they do the kick. Yeah, and I mean now now you have a big like KJ that can go in and you can go in. Yeah, and finish that's, it that's what I was going to say. Throughout the first few games, it seems like they're almost running through KJ. Anytime they seem to like struggle to find a bucket, they're going to KJ in the post and working out from and, there. And that's not a bad decision. You go to a guy that shoots seventy percent from the field. 
last mm. year and went six for eight tonight, so he continued that. He yeah, went, had a double double. I think he, he went six for eight, but he missed a three, so he yeah. went six for seven within fifteen feet. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I Two of those were turnarounds from from, from fifteen. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think this year, from a team standpoint, I think this team has a chance to be a better team than last year's was. Mm-hmm. Like we're not. I'm not sure. talking record. Sure. All around balance. All around balance. Eat each position. Everybody's going to go get something. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't have to rely on that one person. And and they didn't always rely on Jock. There's not necessarily going to be that leading score every night. If there was a time that they needed a basket, they went to 12. And this time, they're probably going to go to Tevin and and Javion, but there are more than just those two. Yeah, there's plenty of people that can go, especially when Darnell gets back because we saw him get through, run through a lot just because of his ability to pass out through the post as well. And I thought he looked good in his little bit of time. Yeah, Yeah, no, Darnell really, honestly, you you have to think about how behind he is. I don't want to say behind from a developmental standpoint. The the toolbox is still very much there. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, he missed the summer. The exhibition in the Bahamas was critical. He missed the exhibition to start the regular season. So, I mean, those don't sound important, and I don't want to blow them up to being things like, oh, oh, man, he missed those. Yeah. But you just didn't know when was Darnell really going to be healthy enough to take the floor. Turns out it was tonight against yeah, Southern. I didn't so think he was going to play tonight. I really didn't. I actually thought I thought for sure people kept asking me, like, well, when do you think he's going to play? I was like, I really don't know. We don't have a good beat on it. Most everything had been <clears throat> really vague from McMahon, and for obvious reasons. They don't know, and they're working on it, and they're, they have their own timetables, and Quite frankly, they don't owe it to anybody to tell anybody. No. I mean, you know, people read the newspaper. Maybe, yeah, heck, who knows? Maybe Rick Barnes picked up is picking up the Paducah Sun tomorrow. You're like, what's what's Matt McMahon doing against Southern? Like, no. But in all seriousness, Cohort needs to get healthy, and they don't need to rush that yeah. tonight. He looked comfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I thought he looked really comfortable. Two no look passes that should have been assists. <laughs> For the love of God, guys, Darnell Cohort is a point. Guard. It's a point forward. He's a point forward. Point God. Point God. <laughs> Look for the meat hook to sometimes be a meat pass. All right? Like, sure. he's passing the meat. Be I mean, ready for that. Twice tonight guard. should have been just absolutely emphatic dunks yeah. from another player. And instead, for sure would have like, been oh, there's the next racer type video. Yeah. Like, guys, what is going on? Like, I mean, you played with you played with John Morant for a year. Cohort like, is you, going to dish if he's doubled. <laughs> Be ready for that yeah. catch. He was making those open. plays last year, though. Yeah, it wasn't was. just because just because of any other influence. But like he's had that capability. He showed that a lot. But when you play with an elite passer like they I mean, did last yeah. year, like most of them have got to learn to that they needed to be ready for it. Then they're going to have to be ready mm-hmm. for it now. And eyes up. Yeah. So eyes up. Keep your eyes on the ball. Like look for. He's looking at you. Even when he's not looking at you, <laughs> he might not be looking. He's at got you, like he's eight eyes in his head. <laughs> it just reminds me of like. Nikola Jokic in the game uh, a couple nights ago when he took the ball to the basket just and then all of a sudden just head. threw it over to the left into the corner. Like, yep. I mean, the the vision of some people, and especially coming out of a big man. Coward's like, got it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's He's just, got the vision. It's a lot of fun to see, and you can see why a lot of people are, are excited to watch him play all the time and why people lean on him. And they, I mean, call him Baby Popeye. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we talk about the bigs, Darnell. Uh, KJ and then Anthony gets his first true season game tonight and almost he had ten and seven. So uh, what are your guys? What are you guys? Rebounds from him every yeah, night. Yeah. What are your guys kind of ideas and how do you think the uh, post minutes will kind of be divided? Because I mean you you still have Devin too, who put in twelve minutes a game towards the end of last year, and then Demond yeah, thir- thirteen. Demond showed in the exhibition game that he can play just as well along with any of them. So 
What are your guys' kind of thoughts, and how do you think that will kind of end up being split up? All right. it's, it's a good situation to be in, the fact that you have that many bigs to lean on. Because you look the past couple years, really, what's kind of the bigs have hindered been an issue. Of, kind of, you definitely hindered them in the NCAA tournament, whether it's Florida State or West Virginia or whatever. The bigs, you can you can deal with with the any shortcomings at the um, in your front court. All that is fine and good in the OVC, but once you play those bigger teams in the mm-hmm. instant-play tournament, it's uh, going to come come back to haunt you. But with this much step, what you have four, basically four words, I guess, in, in Anthony, um, Darnell, DeMond, and uh, KJ, that is probably the most depth in the OVC. And really, Ed, I'll defer to you because you've covered the team longer, probably the most depth he's had, McManus had was... at, at the post position since he took over, right? I'd say the closest to that was Jarvis Williams, Jonathan Farrell, and Wayne Langston. Yeah, yeah. and that, and Wayne blossomed late. Yeah, sure. You know, he Wayne, blossomed after Jarvis left. Right, yeah, right. and definitely blossomed after yeah. Jarvis left. But Wayne was actually really strong toward the end of that season. Wayne played a lot more that year than people think. Yeah. Uh, but Wayne also – Wayne was a rebounding machine. He was. And they didn't ask him to score as much. He right. completely changed his game that, that's for a that lot. senior year. And then the last few years, that's kind of what you've seen out of the bigs for Murray State is you're not you're not looking to get points from them. Yeah, you're looking to see them rebound and play right. defense. I mean, Breon Sanctious, we talk right. about his lack of an offensive game, but he made up for it when he was blocking shots sure. and, and sealing off people and being one of the best screen setters that this school's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I I will have to say, from a toolbox standpoint, that this is one of the deeper front courts. I, it's hard for me to. I mean, I, I mean, there, there's all those years with Popeye and, and so on and so forth in the, in the mid-90s and the early 2000s where those, those were some pretty deep front courts. But as far as what's expected out of this team and the amount of experience that comes back when you have Cohort, Anthony, and KJ, and you've brought in DeMond and Devin Gilmore played really well toward the end of last season right. uh, as a key reserve, it, there's a lot of experience here. Yeah. And that, They're I, all think, work is, I think that's too. what makes it deep in my mind, is there's yeah. just that much experience. I think, I think the fact that none of them ever seem to lack a step in energy when you go from right. player to player either is a huge thing. I mean, they're all, all four of them, or even five when you count them on two, are all over the glass at any point in time. It's not a drop-off, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I understand that of your big men, KJ might be your best right now. I, I mm-hmm. mean, if he's going to be a walking double-double, that's good news. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Who can occasionally hit a three. But... You know, Darnell Coward averaged ten and six last season, and and ended up being the team's best rebounder, and he only started thirteen games. And, yeah, and before you know, before that happened, Anthony Smith was the best rebounder. Anthony Smith was a top five offensive rebounder in the country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the man's a walking offensive rebound, and that's not changing. So, mm. you know, he works on his free throw shooting, uh, which actually wasn't terrible. Nice four for seventy. I mean, he made he missed three on trips trips of two, but he had an and one. I mean, it's just. He's such a physical presence, and Anthony's really, really pissed that he missed last year. So I just think that that's going to really kind of bring him out. And there's a reason why he's starting. Mm-hmm. I, I, this is a very intriguing starting five to me. Uh, you think it'll still lay out this way when you know, Darnell's healthy? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. I think it'll be interesting. I, Darnell's the kind of player, though, could play 25 minutes off the bench and just be almost as effective, yeah, you know, I, I mean, and, and get, quote, starters minutes. He's, I think he'll start. I think he will, too. But I, I agree with you. just don't like where 
though. Yeah. I think it could be a, a, a sense of an idea almost as whoever's scoring the most or two, who, two at that point. You go, you go, that's what goes, I'm thinking. I, like, it's just whoever I'm plays the best that night ends up playing the most minutes. It doesn't, doesn't really matter who, get, I guess, starts per se. It doesn't. It could just be, a, oh, he's doing the best right now. He's keeping the offense moving. He's playing well on the defensive end. This is who we're going with right now. I'll be moment. honest with you. I would be deeply, deeply intrigued if you went Anthony, Darnell, KJ, <laughs> Daquan, and Daquan, Tevin. and Tevin. No, actually go Tevin and Javion. I, I don't think there's enough ball handling there's there not, to be able to do that. There's not, not enough at ball all. handling there. Yeah. Daquan, like as well as Darnell can handle the ball throughout the post, I don't think you right. put him at the top of the key or spread – even if you do a short corner, yeah. you'd have to do a short corner type of thing with him because you wouldn't have the you force turn, You turn, t- in that situation, in my opinion, you turn Tevin into the point guard mm-hmm. because Tevin yeah. takes care of the basketball the best, although Javion looked good, really good at that tonight. Mm-hmm. But I feel like from an ISO standpoint, I'm not saying Javion can't. Yeah, because he showed a few moves tonight. I, I mean, Javion. can. I mean. He's improved so much. Yeah, Javion might be the most improved currently. Yeah. If we're looking at it, again, it's one game plus one exhibition. Yeah. Plus the summer with, you know, down the Bahamas. He's stepped quicker. He's obviously lost a lot of weight. He's more defined. He's just – he's got a lot – he's more aggressive, too, offensively. Yeah. There are plays that you're not seeing – he's not making last year. Yeah. He's mainly well, just a catch-and-shoot guy. Yeah, but, I mean, and to be fair. That's that really was, all they need. That's really – yeah. His role. For sure. You know, and, and I guess when you're told, hey, this is your role, you better know it. Like, mm-hmm. stick to it. That's tough. But, like, I, I, I mean, there's no doubt I feel like – and again, by the end of the season, we'll know a lot more as to what he was capable of. But I think if there's anybody that has answered a very early call of, "Hey, this is the kind of guy we need yeah. this year," it's he's he's yeah. that guy. And and I think one thing that hasn't really been talked about a whole lot coming into the year is you look at the core of this group, and you look outside of Javion, and you look outside of Anthony and Darnell. Is your fir- your other three starters are freshmen and sophomores, right? And then. Demond's a freshman and Devin's a junior. People forget Tevin. Tevin Brown is a sophomore. Yeah, people. By the time yeah. he's a senior, people are going to be thinking he's I mean, been here. For he's another years. one of those guys that unfortunately had to miss his freshman season. He would have easily contributed to that seventeen eighteen team with Shaq Buchanan yeah. and Ja, you know, and 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 Terrell Just and, and Jonathan Stark. Yeah. Oh Lord, Lord, L O R T. I don't, don't want to talk about silly. I don't want to talk about it too much. Because obviously, I'd rather just talk about this season. But like the future for this team is insane with yeah. the amount of young players that they have that are contributing right away. Well, and we—I mean, we still don't. I, mean, I don't think you guys understand how good this recruiting class is oh, coming yeah, in. It's good. So legit. We, let's go ahead and mention it. Signing day is Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And it starts it's locally legit. with Jackson Civils, and it keeps going. It's I mean, legit. it only gets better. Deontay Blanche and Deontay Blanche and uh, and Quest uh, Kirby is. Absurd. He's like a he's, he's that dude is walking numbers, man. I mean, he was easily, I mean, he was locking down like points, rebounds, blocks. That's the kind of number and steals. If I'm not mistaken, go back and look at my tweet. I'm pretty sure his senior, his junior season, excuse me, he so averaged 22 play. points, 14 rebounds, like yeah, six shot. blocks, like Statue. silly, silly Stuffer. stuff. You know, and I know high school gives you that opportunity. But he just he's a, he was a stat stuffer. Uh, Love the schedule. So we talked about the post. I want to talk about the guard spot more because obviously we could talk about this a lot because it's a question to leave with Jaw and Shaq leaving. So it's kind of I want your thoughts on how you kind of gauge the backcourt so far and what you guys' thoughts or expectations are. It's young. 
I mean, for, for sure. It's a very young backcourt. They're yeah. gonna they're gonna go through this. Yeah, and I think you saw that tonight too, because they definitely struggled yeah. with intensity the, right away. The but that's gonna it's gonna take time yeah. to develop the turnovers and all that other stuff. I mean, this is this is what this backcourt is going to do. Well, I want to go back to I, I like what Blake said. I think it's a good point. You're taking a look at a situation where guys are trying to hit the home run, and I'm not saying that. I certainly believe Daquan. Daquan had one pass tonight that was just an absolute whip through double coverage mm-hmm. yeah. late in the second half. I mean, just literally ripped it in there for what ended up being an and one, I think. Yeah, it was it a was. beautiful play. You take a look at that situation, they can hit home runs, right. but sometimes they're going to strike out. And their yeah. strikeout is going to be more glaring than a John Morant strikeout. Right. Again, I don't want to keep bringing that up. It's like, just the, that presence that he brought. Well, they're so, it was, it's very natural. Chico yeah. just watched Jaw do that last year. He wants to impress. Yeah. Duquan practiced consistently with Ja. I mean, was basically assigned to him as his key defender. Yeah. Guys want to do that. They want to emulate that. I mean, it's yeah. the mo- it's the biggest. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot to ask to even consider having to think about trying to fill his shoes. Right. And sometimes, sometimes you just need a shovel pass, or sometimes you just need a nice chest pass, bounce pass. You know, page four of the basketball <laughs> manual, like. Give me an underhanded pass, and your big man's going to turn around and score. Yeah. If they don't turn the ball over as much on a key basic play, then the home runs will come. Mm-hmm. You know, when when the when the offense opens up a little bit. You know, sometimes you just need to do a dribble handoff and 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 let the play develop around you. Mm-hmm. I, I say these things. I can't play basketball. <laughs> I can't even. I'm not even good at video game basketball. <laughs> but I will say that. I think your point guard situation does start with Daquan and Chico. Yeah. Um, I think Noah Noah Camba's a great passer. I think that's going to continue to be a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And then they're really high on Rod being a nice walk-on. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know how much you're going to ask him to do this year. Probably not much. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think right now it's probably Daquan, yeah. Chico. I think, I think Daquan has more sense of control on the offensive end from the little bit that we've seen so far. I think Chico's still got a little bit more to learn. But I, that's – Fair considering Daquan sat and got to watch all last year, right? And, here's, and he's gotten to learn from all that. Go look at the numbers just from tonight. It's two guys mm-hmm. that kind of staff stuffed the sheet a little bit. You know, yeah. I mean, you got five, four, and four from Daquan. You got nine, three, and two from yeah. Chico. These are guys that are willing to pass the ball, rebound the ball, and shoot yeah. the ball. That's what you're not this getting that same is. stat line from Jaw, but you're getting it, those numbers filled in multiple areas. You're from attacking. Different people. Like yeah. you're doing it's different the, things. The if team. your shot's not falling, you're rebounding the ball. If you're not necessarily able to rebound the ball because they're boxing you out. You're kicking mm-hmm. in transition. And then Jason Holiday comes in off the bench. He's his defense, he's everywhere. He's he, a solid he's, defender. And they even are, he like yeah. I don't think he I've seen him look to score really that much. Almost every time he's driving the baseline or somewhere, he's looking to find a shooter. Well and, he and had, he's done a great great job as like a slasher defender type player. He had six assists in his exhibition game yeah. and then he ended up having what? I don't think he had any assists tonight. Yeah, a few rebounds. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he, I mean, he's going to be a critical, critical defender, yeah. I think, this year. Oh, for and, sure. I mean, even if it's just 10 to 15 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. it's not very often you walk away from a guy yeah, that doesn't have any players points. Players were not able to move him defensively. Like, no. they would try to bump him and try to get him to move, and he's not going anywhere. No, he's not going. Even if you're over oversized compared to him. Yep. Yeah. I'm I curious mean, what uh, Daquan's offensive role is going to be. He knocked down that three early on in the first half, and that was – uh, his only field goal tonight, but I'm curious. Didn't really look for a shot tonight. If mm-hmm. he's just going to be kind of the, yeah, maybe just. I would like to see him in more pick and roll situations. Sure. Like I see, we saw Get a lot like at the elbow, but I think like just in an ISO situation, I would like to see what right. he has. I think that's one thing 
I think with the pressure, which it'll come with time, I think that they're not comfortable making certain moves under pressure. I think they kept everything basic or didn't try to do anything yeah. too crazy in terms of ball handling from Chico and Daquan. But right. I think they're also both – they showed flashes of being really good at getting to the rim and creating passing lanes right. for them to find people through. Right. Uh-huh. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get to see two very young point guards grow throughout the season, and you even have uh, Noah if he if he gets his time, I think has potential to make plays as well. And uh, it's we, a good passer. Go go back to the youth thing. Like I mean, by the time I mean Chico and DeQuan are gonna be seniors together. Like they're gonna grow all four years. And yep. that's going to be a tandem that's going to be a lot of fun to watch in two or three years. And I think, I think you said uh, one well, of Dequan you said, can play the two. Yeah, one of you said Dequan was the guy that. I mean, he's the guy that's going to come out and go go facilitate the offense. I thought Chico was a really big energy guy tonight. Mm-hmm. He really moved the ball downhill. He seemed he was the best at getting to the rim, in my opinion, for, out of all the guards tonight. Yeah, I, I he agree. seemed to do a really good job. He brought a lot of energy when he was on the floor. He turned it over some, yeah. Right. But, I mean, that's growing pains with a, with an 18-year-old. Well, I think the big thing, too, is that a lot of times, especially with Daquan and Chico, but tonight especially in Southern's defense and what they were trying to do, keep those guys out in front, they tried to hit the over-the-top pass a yeah. lot. They didn't stay low. They were trying to get the lobs and the – and I don't mean like lob dunks, but like, well, hey, yes. let me get over a couple defenders yeah. so that my big man can get up and under. Yeah. And that just – that led to that led to easy, unforced turnovers. Because yeah. th- it's not like – it's not going to happen all Yeah, that. I think each of them had their pocket picked maybe once. Yep. So the, there were live ball, and the rest of them were them just trying to be like, hey, I'm going to dump this over the top. Yeah, that's tough. You know, sometimes when you hit the those long ball. Those are hard ball, passes. Yeah, they're tough passes for anybody, but those touch passes are just so hard to make. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and John turned it all over a lot last year doing that kind of pass. Anybody trying to make that lob, sometimes that's a 50-50 jump ball. Yeah. And that's what ends for up sure. happening. And Southern was a surprisingly lengthy team. I, I thought yeah, I thought from a defensive standpoint, Southern is not a bad team. Mm-hmm. Offensively, they yeah. are – Certainly deficient in some key areas. I I, th- I didn't think they really had enough catch and shoot three. No. Uh, I mean the one guy that scored thirteen points averaged nineteen points per game in JUCO last year. Mon- uh, Montes. Yeah. Uh, I mean solid guy made. I mean made ninety three pointers in JUCO last year. It was top thirty in the country in shooting the three. Also finished with fifty steals in thirty games. He had a couple tonight. I mean he was he's a pretty solid guy. You know, hell the first three was Kuyovic. That's yeah. that. I mean, 6'10", 240 center, buries yeah. the three coming off the switch. You could see Javion Eves was about to kick over, and he took the screen, and then he flipped out and buried the three. That was the first three that Southern made, and it was 25 minutes into the game. And at yeah. that point, they were down 15 already. Yeah, and the team that's very good at contesting threes, it's hard It's hard for a, a six foot five guard to contest somebody exactly. that tall. Well, Sean Woods' teams generally, me watching him in the OVC a lot, they're just extremely physical. Yeah. I mean, they they didn't press right away, but once they were kind of like like into a little bit of a defensive zone there in the first half, they had no problem doing like a half press and a three quarter. Like they didn't, have, they had no problem with it at all. Even though they were down, they were like, you know what, we're just going to get physical and in your face. And you know what, that's good. That it, it, that that's a Sean Woods team, and I thought this looked like a Sean Woods team tonight. They did no problem fouling, as you could see, they had just as many fouls as they did. Uh, uh, I believe twenty-eight fouls to 
what? Not a lot. 28 rebounds? Yeah, I think, I think it's about right. They had just as many rebounds as fouls? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 28, yeah. 20. Yeah, 20. So that's what I'm saying. They don't have a problem putting you at the free throw line, and they'll they'll make you grit it out and try to get into your lineup a little bit. Um, so let's kind of get towards the end of things here. Let's talk about some expectations. Uh, decent non-conference schedule. Obviously, you got Tennessee Tuesday. And then I kind of want to gauge your guys' all thoughts on the OVC and the kind of the strength of it because, obviously, the last year was one of the best years I think the conference has seen in quite some time with all the talent that they it had. Was, it was the best from a top perspective. The bottom didn't have such a good year. I mean, SIUE didn't have a great year. SEMO, not good. UT Martin wasn't great. Um, Tennessee Tech was up and down at times. Yeah. Uh, UT Martin was up and down, too, I think. Yeah. They're more so in that category towards but things. Top, but it was very top-heavy. Yeah. The top four teams were, were could come in and compete anybody, any yeah. night. And should be about the same way this year. I'd I maybe th- add Martin to that mix a little bit. They should be in it. I think um, a lot of people just lo- lost a lot of scoring leaders, I guess is what I'm saying. Belmont, you lose. Windler, McLean, right. Jacksonville State, you lose. Cunningham and uh, Burnell, Burnell. And Marlon Hunter. And then who did Austin, Austin P. lost? Austin somebody. P. lost. The, what's his name? They didn't, they didn't really lose. Chris Porter Button. Yeah, they lost yeah. Porter Button. Didn't they lose their shooter, too? Glotta. Yeah, oh, yeah. Whole, he whole, lot, whole, whole lot of Glotta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Glotta graduated. Um, but, I mean, I think the league as a whole will be a little down this year, but I think it is deeper, which is going to make it more competitive. I think that's fair. I think from that. a talent I mean, coming perspective. Coming off of last year, I would expect I think it to be from a talent a perspective, down. the league is a little down. For sure. Not too much. Maybe, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, when you have your Windler, your Mayo, and your, your Morant. You have plenty of guys showing you can play professional careers now. Yeah. It's, that's bound but to happen. I think you're not. it's not going to be one, two, three, four. It's going to be like the top six and the top seven that are probably going to be. Who's the six? Who's, who, do you think the, who do I think the six yeah. is? I mean, obviously, you JSU, JSU, Austin P, Murray State, Belmont. Murray, Belmont. And I then think UT Martin, Martin slips in. in. Mm-hmm. And then I think, honestly, I think EKU is going to be a lot better than a lot of people think. I think it would be Tennessee State. Tennessee State could. I think Tennessee Tech, Pelfrey is going to do a really good job with them, too. When do you I mean, think EKU? I'm curious. I, I just think the class that they got in and the way that A.W. Hamilton likes to play, I really like their class. I really like their recruiting class, and I think they didn't they didn't play well against Kentucky, but not a lot of good teams. Not a lot of right. teams are going to play well against Kentucky. Yeah. To be fair, Kentucky's probably going to be number one after this week. Yeah, so they're, they're, yeah, they I, already, I thought they already voted on. Are they already? I, I think know. they were already. But I, one. I just think I I don't know. It's something about the way that EKU plays. They like to play fast. They like to play in your face. And I think the class that they had coming in is going to really help them. They had. They, I think they had a really talented class coming in. I think. UT Martin is going to be a lot of people, a lot better than people think this year too. Yeah, I feel like people like people need to be prepared. I know a lot of people always get frustrated when they go to UT Martin because of a lot of different reasons, and I know a lot of people, you know, they're just like, "Why well, UT Martin, whatever." Like I just just be prepared for them to be a lot they'll better be this year. Team. Yeah, they'll I, be they'll be a team that I think could come away and beat a lot of good teams, but also at the same time could very well slip. Defensively is probably still going to be something that they'll have to work on. That I mean, you could tell tonight the racer defense was already there. Very, they had, didn't they have two people get all, all OVC? Quentin, yeah. per, like preseason. Yeah. Quentin and then didn't Craig, Craig Randall. Craig Randall, Randall get also one? have mm-hmm. uh, Parker Stewart. Yeah, they're going to have Parker Stewart. Right. Yeah, coach, coach's son, that. Anthony Stewart's son. Came transfer from Pitt. Yeah, that's so, what So, you know, and I mean, he broke freshman records at Pitt. So, I mean, he's certainly – He's going to be – He's, he's certainly – Certainly a talented and I think, player. I mean, any team with Max Smith on it, EIU, I think. Yeah, they'll, be, they'll, be, they'll be decent. I, mean, I think EIU probably makes the field. 
Yeah. Um, I, I Tennessee State's going to be a lot better this year than people think. I don't necessarily know if they're a top four, top five team, yeah. but they're going to be a, a little bit tougher to deal with. Uh, they're going to be a little bit better offensively than they were last year. I think your bottom's still going to be the bottom. Your CMOs, your SIUEs, and I think Moorhead. Moorhead's got talent, and I think they're just going to suffer from the fact that the league's deeper. Yeah, but Moorhead had a massive win against Samford, and if they build on that, that's going to be right, – Samford's yeah. going to be pretty solid. I mean, we were thinking a couple years ago, I mean, Moorhead was and one EKU of the top – And EKU beat Chattanooga, so. And Moorhead was one of the top teams in the league a couple years ago. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, Moorhead's, Moorhead's going to be pretty solid, I think, this year. Jordan Walker is legit, another preseason All-OVC, super talented guy that can really, really shoot it from deep. Again, I, I think it's going to come down to who can play defense in this league, and uh, I, in my opinion – I think Murray State that puts them well into contention the, status. I mean, who cares if you're winning games forty to thirty? You're still winning. Yeah, first you know? region does it all the time. Yeah, it's it's fine. Now now tonight again. I know not ever, not to refer to just one game, but it's all we've got at the moment as far as big time you know opportunity yeah, and we're not compare an <laughs> exhibition. The experience the experience, but what I'm saying is from a defensive standpoint, this team seems supremely locked in on that side of the ball. If was, other OVC teams aren't interested in playing defense, they're not going to win the league. I yet. was surprised. Period. I was personally surprised at how well they played defense on day one. Yeah. Right. And, again, some of that will come down to the fact that Southern really couldn't yeah. make an outside shot. I mean, I mean you, you, if you go three for 22, look at what happened with Florida State last year. Again, I just cap, compare apples and oranges. That was one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league or in the, in the country yeah, as far as percentages. And they lit it up. You right. know, I mean, they went eight for 11 in the first 11 minutes. When you make threes, a lot of things change, in, yeah. uh, change on the floor. Southern could not buy a three. They could not buy a basket for the first seven minutes of the game. You're not going to have that very often. That changes immediately on Tuesday when you play uh, Tennessee and, it, and other teams too, for that matter. Yeah. I mean, you look at the rest of the schedule, you were talking about those expectations. Right. Like Missouri State, whew, that's going to be a good game. That's going to be a great game. Forward, uh, at Evansville on a Saturday, Saturday night, that's going to be a great game. I mean, SIU, that's going to be a good game. playing in the tournament this year. Middle's probably going to be better than they were last year because he's going to have a full recruiting class, you know, after, you know, taking over for Kermit Davis. That middle's probably going to be a little bit better. Your schedule, I guess, technically doesn't have your two glistening games on it, like your Alabama and your Auburn, but the Tennessee matchup right out of the gate is outstanding. Yeah. And they're going to learn a lot about what this team is capable of when they play in Knoxville next week. Yeah. and then where you, where you were saying, I actually kind of want to gauge your guys' thoughts on this, where you were saying is defense is the thing that you think kind of stands out of the conference. I'm kind of curious to see who are going to be the like standout players in the conference, I guess, per se. Because when I look at a team like Belmont that competed with Murray State in the championship last year, you lose Windler, you lose McLean. They didn't have a lot of other guards that really created a lot of offense. It was mainly post. You, Grayson obviously, Murphy. You, yeah. I see, I don't think great like Grayson didn't show that just like, he can go out and score a whole lot. I just see Maybe Grayson not, he's one of those facilitating and, and, kind of guys. But that kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Passer. Like, yeah. what, what was his role? His role wasn't to score. It's true. His role was to pass the ball to Nick Mazinski, to Dylan true. Windler, and to Kevin McClain. Yeah. We don't know. So what I guess I want to know who like supporting casts are because I think Van we know. I think good. we know a few players here and there like Muzinski, um Quentin Dove, Terry Randall. Taylor. Like I want to yeah. know who like Terry Taylor. I want to know who those other guys that are kind of going to stand out for those teams. I think that's going to be one really glaring question I have for a lot of the season. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see who some of the, the support role players are uh, as far as balance is concerned. 
Uh, I've always said if you yeah, want to talk even about Austin P too, because I mean, not Porter Button anymore with Taylor. So. Yeah, no, I, it's a fair question. Uh, I mean, they have a really unique. Um, I, Eli Baev has a chance to be a lot better this year. I think there's just Austin P is going to be really interesting uh, because they're two freshman guards out of the same high school in Texas. I forget their names, but I'd watch for them. They were two, two and a half, about two and a half, three star guys that were pretty good. Um, they played an exhibition against Union, Kentucky, or Tennessee, excuse me, not that long ago, a couple weeks ago. Ended up being a scoring fest, but, I mean, Terry Taylor had 22 points and, like, nine rebounds in, like, I wanted to say, like, 38 seconds or something like that. It was it was absurd. It was, like, it was like 18 minutes. And it's yeah. just, yes, he's going to be able to take over games, yeah, but, yeah. but who is going to open it up for him? Yeah, and that's a hard. Probably Chris Porter Button did so much I for that team. Chris Porter Button was probably my favorite player in the OVC. Who was the other big year? that they had last year that was really that did a lot too? Yeah, kind of slim guy. No, I can tell you right now, Eli. He was just an energy. He's a bit guy. bigger this year. Um, I don't really know. You talk about other support guys for Austin P. Though I mean, they're they, they're just kind of. Kind of a mixed bag. They're just J- J- to, they're you just don't know. Out. They're figuring it out. Yeah. And same with JSU. I mean, JSU is going to be interesting this year because, I mean, they still have uh, Christian County. Uh, Detorian. Yeah, Detorian yeah. Ware. Yeah. Yeah. He showed a decent performance there at the end Detorian of the season. Detorian Ware is going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah. I, agree. I think he'll be pretty good. Yeah, he's going to be pretty solid. Yeah, so. There's no fear. There's a. Uh, there's a few guys like Detorian Ware this year that I think is going to be really interesting. That's going to like mix it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, we need last, some new we need some new faces. Yeah. So, last thing, just want to kind of see if you had to guess a record, what would it be last year's twenty eight and five. If you had to guess a final record, what are you on? Even if you want to do like an over under on wins, we'll, we'll say regular seasons usually what thirty games. So do a thirty game record, I guess. Yeah. Is it thirty games? It's it's roughly. We have access to social media and internets. Let's see. They played. I don't played know four postseason games last year. Okay. Twenty-eight and five. Twenty-four. They played twenty-nine. Yeah. And they've got a tournament this year, so they'll mm-hmm. probably end up playing around thirty. Yep. Yeah. So if you had to guess, what would you give? I think it's about a ten-loss team. I would. I was. I was leaning around the twenty-one and nine, twenty-two and eight-ish. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say anywhere from that ten to twelve range, in terms of losses, at least. Yeah, it looks like they're playing thirty. They're playing thirty games going into the OBC tournament. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking twenty two and eight, twenty one and nine. You're saying regular, regular areas, season, regular yeah, season around those areas for a regular season. I agree. With those there, there's going to be times where this team is probably going to slip up. Oh yeah, they're that's, young. It's that's why. Happen. That's why I would say maybe you could get eleven. We don't. We don't know what's going to happen yeah. in this tournament. There's going to be some really good. Gonna You're really going to see everything. We just got to see how they develop. Oh, I'm going to say twenty four and six. Okay, I'm going a little higher. <laughs> so the the reason that I say twenty four and six, who are your six losses? Yeah, okay. That's... So let's okay, let's just say Tennessee, just for the sake of saying it's Power Five in in Knoxville. Are they guaranteed three games in the tournament? Yeah, it's guaranteed, it's guaranteed three. three. Okay, yeah. I think they win all three there. I do. I, the only team that they're going to have trouble with is if they end up matching up against, in my opinion, is Drake. Mm-hmm. Drake's going to be solid. Drake's going to be solid. Drake probably should have won the Missouri Valley last year had they not had two critical, critical injuries uh, going into the end of the season. I felt like I, – I feel like it's extremely possible that they win all three of those games. Who do Missouri, you lose to in the non-conference? Missouri State, maybe. You maybe lose to Missouri State. 
You lose to ten- Tennessee. So that's two non-conference losses. Middle Tennessee? Maybe middle, mm, but that's at home. Yeah. Probably not. So seriously. Maybe Evansville on the road. Maybe since it's a Saturday night and it's in Evansville and they'll be jacked up for you that. You think about last year they had – John Moran had to hit a layup at the buzzer to win it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, okay, so there's three losses. And I'm saying 24-6. and six, You, go you 50, got three losses. You go fi- and, you go, and you get three losses in conference play. 50, you go yeah. you go 15-3. and three. I just think it's extremely possible if you go, like – I mean, and I think this year, fifteen if you and three, have three can win non-con- the If you go, if you go three non-conference losses and three conference losses, that's what I'm thinking. And I think 15 you've gone fourteen and, and two the last two years. Now, granted, I understand two years ago you had Jonathan Stark, John Morant, and Terrell Shaq, Miller. and Terrell Miller. And I know last year you had John in superstar mode, Shaq defensive player of the year, and obviously a Tevin core of bigs and and Tevin that just really got it going. Mm-hmm. I just feel like. If we're gonna talk about, if we're gonna really, if we're really gonna man up and say like we've been saying all along, like we feel like this team is deeper and experienced. McMahon keeps bringing it up. There are eight guys that didn't play for this team last year. Three of them, three of your core rotation players and starters, so and to speak, injuries. were injuries. Yeah. But if you're really gonna talk about, is this a deep team? I just think. Yeah. I, I think they lose six games. No, I, I think, think they lose six games going to the OVC tournament. I think this year is one of those years, especially with how the OVC has been going in every sport. I know, I know, it's basketball is a little bit different. Yeah. Right. But the way that the OVC has been playing this year, it's so wish wash. Yeah. Right. So that's and a really I, fifteen and three could win the league. This but their schedule yeah. too. They they have two. They play Belmont twice. They play Austin P yeah. twice now. Murray State fans finally so, get what they want. And they get Belmont twice during the regular you have, season. You play against some of the better teams twice, and then you still have the rest of the conference to deal with. So. All right. So this has been the uh, <laughs> this has been the racer rundown. Thanks you guys for tuning in and. Uh,